Don't you love an extra $100 in your pocket? Have a TurboTax expert file your taxes for you by March 31st to get $100 back instantly. Because no matter what moves you made last year, TurboTax makes them count. That means getting $100 back and 100% accurate taxes only from Intuit TurboTax. Must file by 331. Credit only applicable to federal filing fees with TurboTax full service. Offer can be modified or terminated at any time. Mean Line Media presents the Safe Conversations with Kevin Waits podcast. Hey, what's up, everybody? It's Kevin Waits, and I want to welcome you back to Safe Conversations with Kevin Waits for season two. Uh, we had so much success uh, in season number one, and uh, we're extremely excited to be back. I mean, you know, season one went by so fast. One day, uh, my producer, Ken Johnson, says, hey, you want to take a break? And I was like, break? And he said, yeah, you know, you about wrapped up season one. And I was like, wow, it just all happened so quick. So we wanted to come back and continue to have conversations, safe conversations uh, that relate to all of us. And so I'm excited about our guest this evening uh, because I wanted to start this season off with a bang. And so I'm excited to welcome Ms. Clarice J to Safe Conversations. Hey, I'm happy to be here. All right. We thank you so much for being here. Um, Can you start off just by telling the listening audience a little bit about yourself, your background, your education, uh, your career, your family, whatever it is you think we need to know? All right. So my name is Clarice Julius, but I am an artist. So I go by Clarice J. I'm a singer, a songwriter. And I'm from Andrews, South Carolina, and I grew up singing in church. And then I graduated high school and went to Columbia College. So I'm a fighting koala. I'm an alumni of Columbia College when it was an all-girls school. And there I was on Columbia College Chorale, Columbia College Gospel Choir on um, high C, doing show tunes there for a little bit. And I just always loved music, like always loved it. And when I was 19 is when I took a chance to start writing and I put my first single out in 2011 that I wrote and produced and did the vocals all by myself. Well, I went to the studio, but it came from me writing it and everything, and arranging it. Wow. Tell us about your family a little bit. Okay. So, like I said, I'm from Andrews. In South Carolina, there is an area called Andrews. This is a small city, but it sits on the county line between Georgetown County and Williamsburg County. So, I'm from Williamsburg County. I went to school in Williamsburg County, but I currently work a nine to five job and I'm in the nonprofit organization. I mean, or I work for a nonprofit organization. And so now I I do a lot of things in Georgetown County. So I've gotten the experience of both, but that address has always been Andrews, but I've experienced both counties because of that. That explains it. So that's a little bit about where I'm from. And so my family is from this rural area and just that, you know, that area where like grandma does a lot is the matriarch of the family and everything's kind of centered around her. That's the kind of family that I'm from. My grandmother helped to raise me because I come from a single parent home. And so I learned a lot of the old school stuff. And even like my style of singing is very, a lot of people are like, oh, she got that old voice. But that's what Mm. I, you know, came up in church with flat foot singers. You know, maybe they Mm. didn't know how to market something, but they could, they could just sing. You put a mic in front of them. They could sing. My grandmother sung, my aunt sung or sings. And my cousin, she sung and she was the first person I saw sit at the piano and just write a song and was serious about it. 
So I come from a family that stayed in church and a family of, you know, musicians. You made a comment just now that I've never heard you say so. You mm. said flat foot singers. Yeah. You you got to elaborate on that. I, I don't even know what you're talking about. What, what does that mean? Oh, flat foot singers. They don't, you know, they got this thing called auto-tune now. They got all these gadgets and you mm -hmm. go in the studio. Maybe you don't really know how to sing or, you know, you might not be that confident that day. There's right. a number of reasons. But they got some gadgets that can give you a sound and, you know, make you really feel like you can sing. Uh-oh. And then when it comes to the day of the event, they can't actually give you that live singing. I'm talking mm. about it don't matter if the track mess up. If mm -hmm. you could just do it a cappella, that's a flat foot singer. And they, they rip wow. it and they can carry the song themselves. And they may not have, you know, what people call marketable a look, but they mm -hmm. could take their shoe off, get it done. stand flat foot and sing the song. Wow. wow. Are you a singer? Can you make somebody feel you just by your vocals? There's no musicians yeah. behind you. You're stripped of, you know, the production, smoke and the lights. And strip all of that away. And can you sing the song? That's it. Wow. Just you. Just, just vocals. Hey, I'm glad you broke that down for me because when you said it, I was like, what's she, what's she talking about? But it makes sense because today, mm -hmm. honestly, how many times have you yourself mm -hmm. caught yourself bobbing your head or, 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 you know, tapping your foot to a, to a rhythm. You listen to a song today mm -hmm. and I've done it so many times. I like to be, but they ain't really talking about nothing or they talking about something that don't even relate to me, but I get, it's like you get trapped into, you know, all of the, 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 the rhythm and the music as when back in the day when they sang, oh man, you could feel it. It meant something. You could, you, you know what I'm saying? You could relate to it. So I'm feeling you on that flat foot singer. That's, that's, uh, I'm a ride on that for a little while. I like that. So listen, I've been blessed to hear you sing live recently on two different occasions for okay. real. And I didn't even say this to you, but I, but I was like, wow. Okay. I've been blessed two times and both times you killed it. Right. Okay. Both times you did that flat foot singing that you just described. And so honestly, I was, I was sitting there and I was like, you know what? She's not just singing. Cause I'm sitting there, you know, and I observe and I watch and I pay attention. I said, something, something is happening. You know mm -hmm. what I'm saying? And it took me a while to put my hand on it and pinpoint it, but I figured it out. And you know what I figured out? Your music, your flat, but singing brings people together and make them feel good. I've witnessed that. You know what I'm saying? I'm not asking you. You don't have to tell me. I've seen that for myself. My question to you is, how do you do it? Well, thank you, first of all, for that. That was nice. You made me feel good today. That was encouraging. Thank you. Um, but that is all the good Lord. That is okay. all Jesus. I don't believe. You know, I'm not. Cause there's so many things to be into numerology and, you know, astrology. And I'm aware of all of that and I don't knock it. But for me, it's just Jesus for me. And that's, I don't care if I'm in a lounge or not. It is God who makes these moments. And that's God who get, who's given me the confidence. Cause at first I didn't have any confidence. And that's why it took a while for me to really get out there and just, before everything, just praying like, okay, Lord, what would you have me to do? Cause I'm gonna tell you behind the scenes, Things may not, you know, be as planned. Business might not be right. 
the musician might not have showed up the track want to cut off on you or skipping mm-hmm. just a lot of things but no matter what i recognize it's a privilege to sing and i've asked god to like take over and so that's where it comes from it's the good lord like you i don't know if you hear people saying like oh that was a vibe or so and so it's a good vibe it's for me it's the spirit of the lord that's all it yeah. is because yeah. you know it says where the spirit of the lord is there's liberty and that's what yeah. it is i'm free and so that's what i'm going to give out is that love and that freedom but it comes through praying and just him giving me confidence um because if he if it wasn't for that i wouldn't be able to stand in front of people yeah. and and push forward like that. Okay. So with your with your old soul self, like you described earlier, right? What you really just said um, to the listening audience is you have an anointing when you're singing. Okay. You believe that? Yes. That's what I heard. That's what I heard. Yes. I have to okay. give it back to God every time. Absolutely. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. So, you know, and I've heard you sing songs that wouldn't, traditional gospel songs, you know, other songs. Um, but still yet they make people feel good and they bring, I've been in the room, white people, black people, different people. I've been in the room. And again, I've witnessed that and your music, uh, brings people together, which is important, especially today with so much going on in the world. And we'll get to a little bit of that later, but do you write your songs? Based on your life experiences, the songs that you write? Yes, I do. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So check this. Now, my favorite movie all time. Mm-hmm. I done watched this movie 50, 11 times. 50, 11. Mm-hmm. 50, 11. The Five Heartbeats. Ah. The Five Heartbeats. And I don't know if you, have you ever seen that movie? Yes. 50, there was a bedroom that. scene. There was a bedroom scene. You remember where Duck and his little sister was singing? Yes. And your voice, the power in your voice reminds me so much of the young lady that played his little sister in that movie. When I hear you sing, that's what I think about. Um, So again, that was my favorite movie. But my question is, in that movie, somebody told Duck, who was the main character, you remember? Mm-hmm. Okay. Somebody told Duck that he was a songwriter. He was the one that kind of brought the entire group together. Somebody told him that you will not be a great songwriter until you suffer and you feel some pain. Mm-hmm. And so my question to you is, I know it was a movie, right? Mm-hmm. But how does, what does what that statement mean to you? Is it is it some realness? Is there some truth behind that? Mm-hmm. Yes, I think it's that. I remember that part in the movie, and I remember that little sister had a good old growl. Mm-hmm. Like she had a nice, solid voice. I love mm-hmm. that movie. But that that line in the movie that is so true, and I think it's true too because you know there's nothing new under the sun for one. So there's no need, like, because I have carried like shame before. I just. Mm-hmm all these different feelings that was attached to that whole low self-esteem thing. I've been there. Right. Mm -hmm. And so, but when you start to come out of that or you start to like feed yourself and I'm talking about your spirit and your mental, whether it's with Mm -hmm. the book or the Bible or just with sitting, listening to a safe conversation podcast, Mm -hmm. that's feeding your, your spirit and your mental. Right. Mm -hmm. And you start to come out of this. Yeah. You start to come out of this um, sinking or low place. 
then you start to feel different and you start to wake up and see it's a million other people feeling the same thing. So as a hmm. writer, you you have to be confident and bold enough to tell your story. And mm. and it can't be shame attached to it. It's got to be you you really have to be able to tell it might be wrong and yeah. real and it might be ugly, but I promise you it's going to be liberating. It's liberating to yourself first, but yeah. then it's liberating to I promise a million other people. Yeah. Even if they never see me, they hear it on the internet right. and radio. They can relate to it. And it, that's why it cuts or penetrates yeah. the heart. That's awesome. Um, because as you were talking, you made me think about my experience in writing uh, my first book. My first mm-hmm. book was titled Hit Them Before They Hit You. Right. Ooh. And it was a story about me and my dad's relationship. So I write the book, you know, I felt like I put my heart and my soul into it. And my editor says, based on a certain, certain part, my editor says, Kevin, this is good, but I'm going to push you because you're trying to tell a story without telling the story. And you got to make yourself vulnerable. You know what I'm saying? It can't be no shame and either you're going to tell it or you not. And what made her say that to me was I wrote a section. I was talking about one Sunday morning. It was my dad, my older brother. I was a kid. We were still living uh, in Harlem. We stayed on the 14th floor in the projects. We were in Harlem. Sunday morning, uh, you know, he got Mahalia Jackson playing in the background and he made us, he made us his famous pancakes. Well, his famous pancakes was, uh, you could only eat one because they was like big. They was like real big. You know what I'm saying? But we were sitting there fellowshipping, just chilling. Me, oh. my dad, my older brother. All of a sudden, my my dad started crying. He just started crying. So initially I wrote in the book, you know, hey, dad, what's wrong? What's wrong? You know, what's going on? And my dad said, I'm just happy. That's what I wrote initially. Mm-hmm. And I stopped right there. And my editor knew that something was missing. She said, Kevin, we need to know why. You can't tell a story. If you really want to grab people, you want people to latch on to the realness and the pain. And like you said, that thing that pierced their heart, Mm -hmm. you got to tell it. So Mm -hmm. I was ashamed to talk about the fact that my dad in real life, uh, his, his biological dad, he'd never had a relationship with. Uh, not a traditional son father relationship, and his dad lived about a mile down the street with another family. Okay, he would see him in public, and he would he would call he wouldn't even call him dad. He he called him Doc. Everybody in the community called him Doc. And so the relationship that my father had with me and my brothers was special to him because he never ever had that with his dad. You see what I'm saying? And so yeah. she pushed me. I thank her till this day. She said, hey, you can't tell a story without telling it. So when you talked about the shame uh, that goes along with making yourself vulnerable and really telling your story and putting, putting yourself out there, mm-hmm. I felt you on that. Yeah. I felt you on that. It's two things that happen. There's like the shame, if you're aware of it, right? Because you feel mm-hmm. that and that kind of delays you from telling the story. But then when you tell it, it's empowering. You know, Ooh. like all yeah. of a sudden, Oh yeah, you feel absolutely. This power coming on, and you know you're making a difference because how many people have that same exact story? Mm-hmm. 
you know, we want to give our kids, like we want to move into a great community and we want to make sure they go to a great school. But he gave you something that he didn't have. And that's Mm -hmm. being a present, hands-on, active father. And there's Mm -hmm. so many people who can relate to that and maybe even be motivated to hang in there no matter what. Whether they got the finances or not, your presence as a parent matters. Absolutely. So have you, well, I know you have because you already answered that question, but can you tell us about a song? Tell us about a song that you've written uh, about pain or a tough time in your life. Okay. I got two of those. And so um, now everybody, my music is on all streaming platforms. So Mm y'all listen to it. Okay. Okay. And we're going to get a chance to talk about all of that too. Okay. Oh yeah. We're going to highlight that. a song called Angel. Um, and at first when I played it, people were like, oh, this is a bop. It's a love song. And I had one friend and she, I was in a songwriting class with her and she said, Clarice, I know you. She's like, that's not a love song, is it? She's like, I was like, it is a love song. And she was like, it's about your child, isn't it? I said, yeah. She said, I know you. I know you well enough to know that, you know, people, other people were like, oh, it's a cute, it's a love song. She was like, that's about your child. Because the one of the lines in the song is, should I call you a beautiful surprise? Or are you more like a blessing in disguise? Mm. And I wrote the song when I was pregnant with my son. And I was, I've never been married. And so um, when I found out I was pregnant, it was just a little tough situation. I, I tell right. the story. And so... Um, I decided I'm going to have my son anyway, and he's healthy. And when I was going to the doctor, everything was fine. And But I was still working on, like, trying to put out an um, album, which I haven't put out an album. I've only put out singles. But mm-hmm. the guy, the producer that I was working with, he was like, just tell your story. He was like, it's tons of single ladies that need to hear it. And he was like, what it is is you need to see a single mom that's, that's made it. And I'm like, I came from a single mom. Like, what are mm-hmm. you talking He was like, right. but right now you're in the, the thick of it. Like, no, you're yeah. in the in the pot yourself right now and he's like you need to see like someone like one of your peers because you're going off of the pain and stuff that you know your mom would do but i wrote the song like that line you know people are like they like that line it sounds like a love song but it was really like my to my child is this a beautiful surprise is this a blessing in disguise and the chorus says but you're my angel and um it just says like how you rescued me but at the time it was painful and i was Mm. um now like we are you know we do really good we co-parent and my son he's happy and just like he teaches me stuff he talks about things i have no clue what he's talking about yeah. because the kids are just so advanced and happy. yes yes so but that came out of pain and then the other one is called happy and it's jazzy and you can snap your fingers and i'm scatting mm-hmm. on it but mm-hmm. that came from i was like not, maybe no i might have been like 20s in my 20s i know when i wrote it and i wrote it because like i was in church and then I wanted to do music, but it was like, but what kind of music you going to do? What mm. you going to sing? What you going to say? Can you sing? Can you do it? And I was like, well, yeah, like I can sing. I can write. I can do it myself. And they really it kind of was like, they. I think they didn't really see me that way or think that I mm. could do it. And so I, the chorus is, oh, how happy I would be if you would just let me be me. And I really, I felt that way. Like it was a church circle. They actually weren't very encouraging. And mm-hmm. sometimes in church, if you don't do things the traditional way, they don't embrace you that much. But I had to learn. It's not that then nobody's the villain. Just right. sometimes we only think as far as we've seen, and maybe they just. Well, what you know? Yeah, they hadn't seen yeah. somebody take that approach, or mm-hmm. 
this little black girl who we hadn't seen her write anything before. We mm-hmm. don't, you know, sometimes I don't know if she's even present when she's doing stuff at church, you know, I think wow. they didn't see me in that light. And so it was kind of like, but I, this is what I feel like God is calling me to do, like sing and write and be bold about it and tell my story. And so I just had to step out on my own and I wrote happy. I was going to Bible Way Church, Atlas Road in Columbia mm-hmm. at the time because I was in college. And I just asked the musicians at church, like I never did this before, but can you help me? And yeah. I paid for studio time and they showed up. They knew that I didn't really know. So they were just like supportive. But they never, the musicians never told me, no, I couldn't do it. It was just kind of like, you know, when, when I, at home, like just people around me kind of like, mm-hmm. um, just in my community, I guess, or my family, that was kind of like. Not to, not to cut you off, but why does that happen? You know what I'm saying? Total mm-hmm. strangers, or maybe not total strangers, but mm-hmm. people outside of your, your. Family. Family away can recognize because you said they never told you no do you know why they never told you no i know why yeah because they knew you had a gift they knew you had something you know what i'm saying if and they and of course they were not going to waste their time if you didn't but i just don't understand why oh man so many times the the people within our networks and our communities are sometimes Mm -hmm the dream killers, you know what I'm saying? But then the people that don't know us, they just see us for the anointing or the gift. You know what I'm saying? They see through, and I knew that little child when she was running around, you know what I'm saying? They see past all that. They just see the gift for what it is. What's Mm -hmm. up with that? I don't know what, you know what it is? I know they say it takes a village to raise a child, right? But it takes a village for these adults. And I learned that. Um, I work with a nonprofit organization and mm-hmm. we one of my job was to serve, help people find jobs. And okay. even in finding a job, I met just older people that were like in their 50s, but they lacked confidence. So mm-hmm. they had access to all these things in the community, whether it was going back to school or getting a higher paying job. But they didn't take it. It was fear. They didn't show up for themselves, just different things. And I realized like in my in your in our well, in my village that, you know, my mom didn't go to college and she, you know, she just worked at a um, Onita mm-hmm. and, you know, just that's her thing. Like show up, people work these jobs 30 years and yeah. that. And so I haven't been on one job I had even 10 years. Lord, one day I'm going to be on a job 10 years, but right now, but they value that be on a job for 30 years, never miss a day. And so my mom, when I was going to college and I was like, mom, I want to major in theater. She was like, they don't make no money. That ain't no real job. And I was like, what? Like, so she just, she doesn't see, she doesn't like value art in right. that way. And she doesn't, she did at that time, she didn't think that I could do it. She just didn't because she, nobody, she never seen anyone do it. And so yeah. that's why I was like, sometimes nobody is the villain. I'm not the villain mm-hmm. families, but they just, they haven't. And it's, it, it, it feels bad because the whole time they're kind of like, why? I don't know why you want to do that. Why you want to spend your money on that? These were the conversations yeah. like, why are you investing? your? Well, they didn't say invest in myself, but it, they did say, why was I spending my money? And just different things. They didn't get it. So I was on my own. And I right. had to ask strangers that I didn't know. But they became family. And the music, now this Happy was written 10 years ago. And another song I had, they got on the radio last year. And I saw the wow. musician that um, went in the studio and he was like, you know, just, we had like a moment. Like he's proud mm-hmm. of me and proud that he was on it. And 
happy to see that it made it to the radio for other people to hear. Yeah, yeah. So going through your, I mean, walking us through your journey and talking about just some of the struggles, you know what I'm saying, with confidence and, and doubters mm-hmm. and dream killers, you, you have someone that recently came from your community mm-hmm. and, and was doing some big things, right? Does stuff like that inspire you? I mean, because I'm sure it hits close to home and feel free to talk about, I I don't want to steal the thunder, feel free to talk about the person that I'm talking about, but I could see how being from the same community and doing, having the same passion and doing the same thing would really just even make you more hungrier for what you're trying to get done. Now, who are we talking about, Jamar? Are we talking talking about Jamar? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Good. I'm glad we talked about him. I actually view him as a mentor. And um, I called him up like, oh, my goodness, I can't believe like, you know, this is happening for you. Like, I love when he did Gravity. And um, he's a, he come from a singing family. You know, he that's one thing about this area. And I'm talking about Andrews, Georgetown, King Street, Florence, Charleston. You have some of the best musicians, best singers um, from our area that are, you know, have been on tour. Somebody from Charleston was playing for Prince. I can't mm. I don't know his name, but he was used to play for Prince. Somebody um, from Hopkins, South Carolina, was just on tour with Mary J. Blige and Ella May. Wow. Um, and so Jamar has done way more than what we saw. And, you know, he, his journey, we all have a journey. Ooh, Lord, huh? All mm. I can say. And so just to see... I, it makes me, I know that I'm grateful to be on the radio and I'm grateful to have music on the streaming platforms, but like that is something different. But how they say like, if a blessing mm-hmm. is in your neighborhood, you next or something. It's, you know, they got all these different Come cliches, on. but that's what Come made on. me when I started. Yeah. I was like, you know, maybe it can, it can happen for me. It's a possibility that I can be seen on a platform yeah. like that too, because them vocals came straight out of Andrews. We done sipped the same water. You come from the same. That's right. Um, That's right. So when yeah. God starts blessing in your neighborhood, you next too. But just like I, you know, was able to talk to him even while he while that was on and everything. And so yeah. I'm proud of him. I'm ha- look, I'm happy to know him. Like you know how people when you make it, they like, oh, I know you, I know him. Mm-hmm. And just yeah. happy to it's- even hear people. Oh, I went somewhere in Paulie's, um, a business expo, and mm-hmm. I said I was from Andrews. They said Andrews, like you know the guy that's on the voice, like. So it's like, yes, I do know him, but uh, yeah. what uh, earlier this year, nobody was talking about Andrews or knew a right. guy, but he went. You just keep going forward and open up the door. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, who's your favorite artist and why? If you had to pick one, I know it may be tough, but if you had to pick one, tell us who your favorite artist is and why. I'm gonna say Jill Scott. Okay. Mm-hmm. Because. She sings, but she is, I mean, even her first, from when she came out, like she just had this look like that was her look. Like she didn't have like the 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 gimmick that they want us to buy, which mm. I do subscribe to the wigs and the long hair, but she had <laughs> Afro and she just had, you know, just kind of a natural look, mm. but it was polished. And then the music was just very, it's neo soul, very earthy mm. and, and she she's a storyteller, so I yeah. love her. 
Yeah. Mm-hmm. Do you think she did that by design to to make people forget about all the other stuff and just lean in and listen to her music? Or do you think it just I, had just played out that way? I think she just was herself. And you, mm-hmm. you gotta mm-hmm. it takes um a boldness to just be yourself because yeah. you may have to walk alone to be yourself. And I think she was just comfortable with herself and that went forward. Yeah. Can you can you can you do us a favor on safe conversations? What is it? I know you know this ain't a platform like The Voice. You uh, know what I'm saying? I know it ain't American Idol, but can you just bless us right right quick with a piece of one of your one of your favorite songs, one of the songs that you wrote? Just okay. just if you could just bless us. All right, so I'm gonna sing Happy. Okay. That's my go. That's my go-to. That's your go-to. Yeah. Okay. If I told you what I could be, would you tell me? No, you don't see that in me. Would you play me off? Too concerned about you being my boss, or would you count me out? As being just a, a little lost, but oh, how happy I would be if you would just let me be me. Let me live so wonderfully. Take my hands and pray with me. Na na na. Oh, how happy I would be if you would just let me be me. La la la. Let me live so wonderfully. Take my hands and pray with me, like love. Give love, we all need love. Give love, God is love, and we all we all have love. Ooh. Wow. <laughs> Listen. That was awesome, man. That was like that was like all Listen, I I caught chills, you know what I'm saying? Ooh. Number 1 to hear it um to see you in the listening audience camp but to see you uh to see how you it's like you're singing but you're playing an instrument as well and that instrument is you you know what i'm saying mm-hmm. in the songwriting the songwriting ability is in and i'm not quincy jones right i ain't no what? critic like that but it's pretty dope. You know what I'm saying? The songwriting ability is pretty dope. So I really appreciate you, uh, uh, you know, blessing us with that. And when you, when you, when you blow up and you just on Broadway and all over the place, I'll be like, yo, y'all, I'm gonna come out the corner like Eddie Kane Jr. And I'm gonna be like, Hey, you remember me? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? You was on- <laughs> you got to have a silver jacket on. And you, all too, you know what I'm saying? But listen, that was awesome. And that was beautiful. So let me, let's switch gears. Okay. There's a lot. There's a lot going on uh, in the world um, mm-hmm. right now. Uh, you know, uh, everything from racial tension mm-hmm. uh, to you know issues, uh, pro right abortion issues. Uh, from more recently, affirmative action issues. Uh, if you had an opportunity to travel to Washington, D.C. to attend a very important meeting of world mm-hmm. leaders, right, who are about to have some serious conversations about just everything, right, and how we can find a way to come together to make things better for everybody. Mm-hmm. And they called you and they said, hey, Clarice J., we want you to come. 
and we want you to come and we want you to set the tone for this meeting. Because I can tell you that the way people set, I've, I've been a part, when I was a police chief, I would be, I've been a part of town hall meetings and community meetings where you got two separate sides just waiting to pounce, right? But we'll have a pastor come and say a prayer before the meeting. And they just take all of the bite out. It takes all. Yes, we talk about tough issues, but it takes all of the bite out. But because for a minute, people realize that, you know what? It ain't really about politics. What you look like, it's really about humanity. We all need oxygen to bleed, to, to, to breathe. We all, yeah. we get cut, we bleed. So my question to you is what song would you sing in Washington, D.C. in front of these world leaders to help set the tone? Mm-hmm. I would sing a song I have. It says Still Real. That's the title of it, Still Real. But the song is saying Jesus is still real. And um, it says a lyric in the song is another sad stories on the news. Another dead body. No clues. Everybody's looking and they're searching. What's this world coming to? And so it says, I came to tell you wow. a message and you can trust this. Jesus is real. And I've played that song. I'm in a couple of different rooms for people that were not believers. They don't believe in Jesus. Mm. Christ. They just, and they were in tears and um, they were just like, Oh my gosh, it's so, wow. you know how they felt like he is still real. And that song yeah. did something for them. It was a reminder like that he is in 20. Well, cause we put it, it got on the radio last year. And mm-hmm. so it, it was just some means that I'd had to even introduce the song. Yeah. Um, and they were just like, even in their own life, like, Maybe they have mm-hmm. forgotten that he was real, but he is, and his power is still effective, and his love is still real. And it's mm-hmm. not this traditional thing that where they want to put it in a box and only let this person feel the love of God and not, and yeah. then, but this person can't feel it for whatever reason. That's not the way it is. He's still real, and he can reach you. He has, Jesus still has reach to the White House, he has mm-hmm. reach overseas. You know, he can still touch our minds and our hearts. And so that is a song I would sing. Man. And you mm-hmm. wrote that song? Yes. Mm-hmm. I swear, I, I hate I hate to ask you this. You know what I'm saying? But can you just give us a little piece of that? The piece that you quoted, you know what I'm saying? The lyrics that you quote. If you just start right there, because I was like, whoa, just listening to the lyrics. Can mm-hmm. you give us a piece of that, please? Okay. This so will be the last time I ask you. <laughs> okay, man. <laughs> Okay, okay. Okay, so another sad story's on the news, and another dead body, no clues. Everybody's looking and they're searching, but what's this world coming to? And there's no telling who's who in the midst of this. Don't give in. I came to tell you a message, and you can trust this. Jesus is real. Oh, Jesus is still real. Yes, Jesus is still real and alive. Cause I tried him. Oh, Jesus is still real. Yes, Jesus is still real. Oh, Jesus is still real and alive. Cause I tried him. Oh, Jesus is still real. Mm-hmm. I know he's real. Mm-hmm. That was awesome. That was yeah. awesome. I'm excited for you. 
I'm excited for your career. Uh, I'm, I'm excited uh, uh, for your boldness. I'm excited for your humility. You know what I'm saying? And when you on the Stella in the BET Awards, mm-hmm. we're going to speak it. We're going to speak it right now. When you up there, you're going to do the same thing that you've been doing. Just like I saw you in, in those two different meetings, I was like, wow, her music brings people together. White, black, gay, straight, disabled, hard of hearing. It doesn't matter. You know what I'm saying? It brings people together. And so, man, I can't wait to see you just continue, you know what I'm saying? To to go through your process, go through your journey, keep grinding because when you get where you're going, it's going to have the same impact just on a larger level. So I'm, uh, I'm excited. I'm excited. Look, so, and then you got to bring me back on Safe Conversations and talk man, about. Man, you won't have look, you won't journey. have time for us. She'd be like, "Hey, uh, uh, Kevin, um, talk talk to my agent." I'm like, "Okay." <laughs> talk to my agent. Get look. Get on my. Put him on my calendar. Put him on my calendar. That's what's look, up. Then look, I have a different background. They might have me up at the W or one okay. of those. Okay. <laughs> yeah, but man, I'm excited for you. I I really am. Uh, so, what advice would you give to someone? who had a desire to start a career in entertainment, just like you, from your experience, what, what advice, what would you tell them? I would tell them, bet on yourself. What Know what you want to do and then bet on yourself. You know, um, one of the things people was always telling me at every turn or every stop, keep going. There was always somebody that said that. And at first I was like, I don't like hearing that. Keep going. Like, that's all you got for me? Like, keep going? But after a while, when people started um, kind of like really grabbing me, literally mm-hmm. saying, I see you, keep going. Like even, like now you're saying, you didn't say keep going, but you said we're going to speak the BET Awards. We're going to speak um, Stellar, all this stuff. That's still keep going. Because when they said, at first I didn't get it, but then somebody said, and it really struck me. And it was like, they see where I'm at, but they also already see that there's so much mm-hmm. more. So yeah. I would tell that person. Yeah. Keep, I don't care how you start, where you start. Don't yeah. get stuck in the start. Keep going. Bet yeah. on yourself every time. So if, if they need somebody to sing, bet on yourself. If they, mm-hmm. I don't care if you don't have a band, you don't own a microphone or the speakers or whatever. Say, you, say yes. Show up for yourself. Sometimes when you go places, just like in the Bible, there was a ram in the bush, honey. There mm. will be what you need there. Go forward you they may you know end up in new york or who knows they might end up in italy singing at some grand event or theater or something you just never know we put limits on ourselves god doesn't do that so Mm. bet on yourself and keep going the tools will meet you every time you show up there'll be something right there to meet you every time there'll be a musician at church that doesn't charge you and yeah. plays on the song, and then the song gets on the way. There'll be somebody like that. There'll be somebody that flies you out to New York um, to be on a Christmas, something that I hadn't known them for very long. But every time, keep showing up. You're going to learn yourself more and more because you may not see yourself that way, but other people, they're looking at you, and they they see more for you. So you got to keep going, and you got to bet on yourself and know that um, you're solid. Even if you don't, I don't care if you're wearing like Walmart or shoes or 
because people are so hooked on like I don't have a stylist or this or that. I don't have red bottoms on. I don't don't worry about any of that. None of that matters. None of that. That doesn't necessarily make you marketable. Like just you are marketable. Bet on yourself. Wow. Awesome. Awesome word. Awesome word. So here's the time. I mean, we could go on and on, you know what I'm saying, for hours, you know what I'm saying? But, for, you know, unfortunately, we got to bring it to an end. But before we do, I want you to tell everybody, all the listeners across the country and other countries, how they can book you, how they can find your music, how they can purchase, purchase your music, everything they need to know to have... Uh, a little happy in their life. Ah. Yeah, yeah. I like how you pitched that. That was good. Mm -hmm. Okay, so all the music, right now I have five singles out. I have one is a cover that's only on YouTube. It's a silver and gold cover. Um, cover from Kirk Franklin's Silver and Gold, my own version of it. So that is on YouTube. But all the other music is on all streaming platforms to include Apple Music, Spotify, Tidal, um, YouTube as well, uh, Amazon, all of the streaming platforms. You can purchase the music there. You can put it on a playlist. If you're on Spotify, you can um, just subscribe to my page or subscribe to my YouTube channel. So it's on all streaming platforms. I don't have as many CDs as I used to have because it takes a long time to move them. So I stopped ordering CDs, but it is on all streaming platforms. To book me, you can go to my email um, management team Clarice J at gmail.com. So that is MGM MGM M T T E A M C L A R I C E J at gmail.com. I know that was long. That's all right. Management is M G M T T E A M C L A R I C E J at gmail.com or you can call 843-271-3183 and so you can text that number or call that number to book me or eat send an email or you just follow me on social media my social media handle is official clarice j that's youtube instagram tiktok all of that is a official clarice j o-f-f-i-c-i-a-l-c-l-a-r-i-c-e-j and so that's the handle for my social media account. So you can catch me on TikTok, on Instagram. I'm on Facebook as Clarice Julius, but the others are is official Clarice J. And so DM me. Um, I just started a business. I got to plug that. It's called Queen ID. Okay. And our mission is to help our customers identify the queen in themselves through exceptional music, entertainment, music therapy, and music education. So I want to encourage other people. Maybe they don't know how to upload their music even to a streaming platform, but all it takes is uploading on one thing. It could be TuneCore. It could be DistroKid. When you upload it to those sites, it puts it on all the streaming platforms. You pay a fee. It's mm -hmm. not expensive, but that's the education that I'm talking about. Vocal right. lessons, all of that music therapy like we want to do. That's what I want to partner with churches to do that faith-based um, therapeutic component and of course entertainment because we on the road right now getting out um, singing I got I'll be at the well, I'll be at Spiritful for they are having a gala I will be at the Corvette Club this Saturday um, there's Ben and I'll be singing with them live right here in Andrews and right. I will be at 
uh, I think it's Twilum. They're having a fundraiser. It's a gala. That's not till August 5th. Um, and a couple other things are on the calendar too. Who so the entertainment yeah. part is going pretty good. Um, good. but there's some other things I want to do. And that's why we started the business queen ID. Queen ID. I love yes. it. So have you enjoyed your time? Yeah. Would you I hope come I back? I didn't ramble too much. So yeah. No, no, you're good. You, de- you would come back. Yes. Yeah. Good, good, good. We'd love to have you back. And, uh, you've heard it first. Clarice J. I'm telling you. Look for her one day on the BET Awards or the Stella Awards. She's definitely going to be there. Um, Keep on doing what you do. Don't stop. Don't let anybody push you. Keep walking. You know, I know you hear it all the time, but I'm going to say it. Keep walking. You know what I'm saying? Uh, And and do your thing. All right. And so I thank everybody for listening to another episode of Safe Conversations with Kevin Waits. I told you we were going to start off season two with a bang. I thank my guests for being here. Uh, And uh, once again, just because of season two, nothing has changed. Just because we call it safe doesn't mean it's soft. We really talk about tough conversations that impact everybody. So until the next time, peace. The Safe Conversations with Kevin Waits podcast is hosted and produced by Kevin Waits. Executive producer, Ken Johnson. Find the Safe Conversations with Kevin Waits podcast on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, iHeartRadio, Spotify, Stitcher, TuneIn, Odyssey, Amazon Music, or where you get your podcasts. Find Kevin Waits on Facebook at Kevin Waits and join the Safe Conversations group. Follow the Mino Line Media Podcast Network on IG at Mino Line Media. Get the Mino Line Media app in the App Store or Google Play. The Safe Conversations with Kevin Waits podcast is a Mean Old Line Media production. Don't you love an extra $100 in your pocket? Have a TurboTax expert file your taxes for you by March 31st to get $100 back instantly. Because no matter what moves you made last year, TurboTax makes them count. That means getting $100 back and 100% accurate taxes only from Intuit TurboTax. Must file by 331. Credit only applicable to federal filing fees with TurboTax full service. Offer can be modified or terminated at any time. 